1: This is The Rich Eisen Show. The second pick. The New York Jets select.
2: It'll be Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, then all of a sudden Mac Jones, and then all of a sudden Justin Fields, and it'll be no, no, it's Zach Wilson. And then they'll take all the way down to zero seconds, and everybody's going to be like, what the hell are they waiting for?
0: The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, five time NBA All Star Chris Weber, Fox Sports Rules Analyst Mike Pereira. Coming up, two-time Super Bowl champion Chris Long. And now... It's Rich Eisen.
2: All right, everybody. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. We already had a chat. We already had a chat with Chris Weber and Mike Pereira on uh, the University of Michigan going down to, U- well, I should, let's be more positive for the opponent. Uh, UCLA beating Michigan last night um, to complete the Final Four. UCLA, the 11th seed, taking on Gonzaga and Baylor taking on Houston. So we will have a Pacific time zone team against the Texas team to cut down the nets coming up um, next weekend and Monday night. Um, and it's the first time that all four teams in the final four are west of the Mississippi River. So that's neat stuff for uh, a bunch of programs and uh, time zones that normally don't get the uh, national championship spotlight placed upon it. Mike Pereira talked about some of the rule changes that the NFL might be considering coming up in the 2021 season. As we all know, the NFL has approved a 17 game schedule. I just went through some of the um, new, I guess, benchmarks, single season benchmarks to shoot for. I had NFL network research, take a look at the best 17 game stretches in the history of the NFL uh, from one season to the next in most receptions, most receiving passing and rushing yards as well. I just, uh get read those out to you those are the new single season benchmarks to reach for if you missed it go to our youtube page youtube.com slash rich and show or if you're watching on peacock uh you can watch us uh re-air uh also on nbc sports on peacock um you can also uh get uh um all our clips on peacock or a handful of our clips on peacock if you're listening to us to see us every day go to peacocktv.com. it is free um, this man's podcast, highly popular podcast, Green Light with Chris Long, uh, is uh, available for download. Where all podcasts are acquired. Chris
1: Long, back here on the Rich Eisen show. How are you, sir? Dude, great plug. I would say moderately successful podcast. That's what we say.
2: No, oh, why would you? Why would you
1: downgrade yourself? Like well, that? it's always the, it's, it's always good to under promise, over deliver. Rich. Okay, uh, <laughs> I appreciate
2: that. Uh, what do we make of Pro Days? Should we make anything of these pro days that we're seeing right now? Jamar Chase running uh, sub four four, Chester Pitts, tight end four four four. Do we? What, what should we make of these pro days, Chris? I
1: mean, I, they matter. Um, we're let's let's face it. We're flooding these pro days because we have nothing else to do, right? <laughs> Most, mostly, right?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, it is. Yeah. I guess also uh, content of interest. We hope. Yeah, it's know? content. I can't pretend that I.
1: I wake up every morning and think about the NFL first, you know, like there's March madness and they're talking about pro days and how fast guys are running. Yeah, it's great. I mean, like I watched Kyle Pitts run that 40. He stacked an imaginary linebacker, ran a four, four, five. And like, he didn't even run in a straight line. Like I don't care about his time as much as I care about how it looked. It looked amazing.
2: So what was your pro day like?
1: Chris, Man, listen. My pro day, I refused to do all the like all the time drills. I just did drills with my head coach Al Groh, because I knew I was going to the combine anyways. You know, it's right. like, um, and each kid's got a decision to make with that. Obviously, this year is a little bit different, but you know, I think more than anything, if you just show up, uh, good talent evaluators can tell who's athletic and who's football. You know, um, whose skill set's going to translate onto the field. So the times are great; they're flashy. But half of them, I joke last year, like I just ran a 4 4 at my pro day. I tweeted it, so it must be true. Like, (laughs) you know, I've heard of teams shortening their 40, you know, their length of 40 by a couple feet on. on their feet. You're Like, come on. Like, these teams, it's in their best interest that these players go high, right? So I, you know, I take everything with a grain of salt.
2: And as somebody who rushed the passer as expertly as you did and was drafted as high as you were, Chris Long, the concept of football on a stick, using the football on a stick to simulate a snap for a pro day or a combine drill, it is indispensable, correct? The football on it a it, stick,
1: Chris? The football on a stick is indispensable. I started a football on a stick for a combined one year of my life in D-line indie drills. So. There you go. Right. That's how it's going to be, man. Get used to the football and stick.
2: Thank you very much, Chris Long. I knew I had you on for a reason here on the Rich Eisen show. <laughs> what do you make of a 17 game schedule? Alvin Kamara, um tweeted out his disgust at the subject. What do you think, and what are you hearing amongst your colleagues in the NFL who actually have to suit up for 17 games? What they think of it?
1: Well, they seem pretty unhappy, and I blame them because they gave up, you know, a lot. Um, that one game's big, right? You know, you get like a little bit more of the revenue, but. Without a second buy, it's going to be you know it's going to be tough, and I think a lot of it's going to fall back on coaches. The, me, the consumer, the quasi media member, or whatever. Like my biggest thing is, how the hell do we talk about records? You know, people are talking about this. Like, I'm not doing. I heard you talking about this, like best 17 game stretches yes. and comparing. I'm like, listen, we've been talking about thousand yard receivers. You got to have a thousand sixty two yard season now. I'm talking about two thousand yard rushers. 2,124 yards. That's, that's where I'm going with it. I, I refuse to, like double digits used to be a big deal if you got double digits in sacks. Mm-hmm. How many guys are going to get double digits now every year? You know, it's just like it's a weird thing. It's going to be even harder to compare errors, and I hate that because we're so bad at it now. But for players, yeah, it, it, it kind of sucks. Um, but a lot of it's going to be who's your coach. Does the coach get it? Um, because if a coach gets it, I would play 17 games for a coach that, that gets it over 16 for a coach that doesn't get it. How do
2: you refer, define gets it then, Chris? What's
3: Knows the how to
1: take care of players, you know what I mean? Like Knows when to take the foot off the gas pedal. The new CBA handcuffs these coaches a little bit, you know? Um, and that's a good thing, because left to their own devices, we'd be doing Oklahoma drills in December, and <laughs> – That just doesn't jive with performance. I can remember, ironically, the most fresh I ever felt in my tenure in Philly was when we got ready for a playoff game, 17th game of the season. And that was because we started walking through. You know, we started doing some of those things, including the Super Bowl run. So, you know, like... Coaches are gonna to have to really dig deep and find some empathy. <laughs>
2: so using your because phrase
1: of, are gonna be tired.
2: So using your your phrase, Chris Long, of gets it, which coach of yours that you had in the pros got it the best?
1: Jeff Fisher got it the best. Okay. Why? You know, um, How? Jeff Fisher was like we did a lot of things wrong in St. Louis, but we played fast and we played physical. You know what I mean? And so from a player from a player um, looking out for the players' bodies, sleep, rest, like all that stuff matters. I know the coaches sleep three hours a night, but that's their choice. We didn't ask them to look at the same cutups over and over again. Like <laughs> players, we actually have to recover physically. So, from everything down to like, when do you get guys in the building for treatment in the morning? You know, if it's if it's January and you're getting ready for week seventeen, and I have a I rolled my ankle, I don't want to tell the trainers if I got to be in there five in the morning. I'm tired. You know, so, like, all that stuff adds up. Like, top to bottom, how do you focus a little bit more on helping your players recover? And that's the coaches who are going to have to do this.
2: So then is it unfair or patently unfair that when the 17th game got announced, Jeff Fisher trended on Twitter because he can't go 7-9 and nine anymore, Chris? Well,
1: I thought you'd bring that up. and That's funny. But, like, you know, and and the thing about Fish is, and I always take this opportunity to say that, he's one of my favorite coaches I ever had and, and one of the best coaches I had in a lot of ways. You know, like... Mm-hmm. Um we just couldn't get over the hump offensively. But you talk about guys been in the Super Bowl. Yeah. He's pretty damn good about taking those jokes on the chin. He actually has a Twitter account, which is just very brave. <laughs>
2: he t- and I, I, I bring it up also saying I guess it is unfair uh, to say that because the guy did go to the Super Bowl. He coached many of the terrific Tennessee Titans teams. Wound yeah. up one sh- one yard shy against, ironically enough, the Rams franchise that, uh, that you uh, played for uh, as a player for him.
1: Who made that tackle, Rich? Uh,
2: that would be, you know, Matt Who? Jones. Matt, Matt Jones? Who? Mike Jones. Jo- Mike Jones, Mike Jones,
3: Mike Jones, Mike Jones, who? Who? Yeah. Mike Jones. Mike Jones.
1: I was not prepared <laughs> no, sorry, Rich, for this part. No, I was I mean, told like there would be no Jones. History. That's the reason I know. And I met Mike Jones, the, the 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 other Mike Jones, the okay. guy who made the tackle. He's super cool. No, I know that. And, and, and Jeff was
2: phenomenal in the in the uh, as you know talking in the media to about uh, the competition committee. He was on that for for many many years.
1: Um, yeah, he's a good, caring guy, man. Like, he cares about his players. So, I mean, I think, you know, anybody could take a page from a coach like that. You know, like, when, it, when it's time to work, it's time to work. But knowing what you've got ahead of you now, like, that extra game is a big deal. And we don't know how much of a big deal it is because after a year or two, we're going to have studies on injury rates and that sort of thing. And, um, shoot, you see some of these contracts. You want to? You pay me $5, dollars I'll i I'll play 17 with a smile on my face. What the hell? But I also get it. We didn't give up. We we didn't get a lot in return here.
2: Well, I mean, there there is the matter of Chris Long here on the Rich Eyes show. What do you say to the fact that the 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 pot that the NFL just acquired from all of these uh, media companies deep into you know or or into the next decade that equals a hundred billion dollars? That the cap should go up. I mean, that should put the cap's more money. gotta go up, right?
1: That's but that yeah. it
2: should put more money in the pockets of players that 17th game
1: it absolutely should um and man if <laughs> i thought go woke go broke was the saying i thought that like <laughs> i thought we weren't going to make any more money as a league uh because players were speaking out uh, on issues they cared about but uh nice. those maybe well those numbers aren't real i think that eventually players do see like that kind of baseball money but it's going to be interesting like you know, because not everybody's going to get that baseball money. And, like, uh, I feel like it's been a weird offseason. I think it's been about the has and the have-nots and the caps down. So, there's a lot to consider.
2: Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen Show. What happened in Philadelphia that you're uh, um, um, up for sharing, Chris? Because you want to talk about weird. Um, my gosh. Uh, Doug Peterson – three years after a Super Bowl, um, you know, is bounced. A new coach comes in, and his first press conference in Philadelphia certainly does not give credence to the sense that you have to have a certain media savvy to be a coach in Philadelphia. Um, And then there's a trading down of a draft choice that, man, did they earn – by sitting Jalen Hurst in Game 256 that got the whole country up in arms. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> what, you know what I mean? So so what yeah.
2: in the world ha- – what can you what can you share with me on this Man, one?
1: Man, you know, in general at this point I'd rather chew glass and talk about uh, <laughs> the Eagles offseason because it's just been so repetitive and, like, everything I say gets sh- shared. Like, I basically grabbed a megaphone on Broad Street and was like, hey, you guys should care what I think. For the record, I'm on the Rich Eisen show, and Rich asked me about Philly. I did ask you. I flat <laughs> out asked you, Chris. I am.
2: I am soliciting your response. This is
1: not any sort of self-important chest- intel on the Eagles. I don't listen, man. Like I've said it before. Um, I, it's been confusing at times, like what's going on there. Uh, but that's okay. I, I don't think we always need to know what the hell is going on. As long as you hit on these picks, you know the end result of. All the Carson stuff, all the Jalen Hurts stuff, that Week 17 thing, um, you know, is is you're sitting here with 11 picks, you've traded back. um, There's a possibility you have three first-round picks next year, which are predicated on the performance of two other franchises and a player who you have good reason to, like in a classy way, if you're Howie Roseman, you're probably rooting against Carson's success. Mm. Because... 75% of the snaps, making the playoffs, all those things, you know, um, all those things factor into does Philly get that draft pick. Um, Best case scenario for Philly, if I remember correctly, would be Carson plays 75% of the snaps and plays them into a top 10 pick. Yes, he plays. Which I think is unlikely. Right. I think he's going to play well. I think they're going to at least have a bottom 10 pick from Indy. I think they probably have a bottom 10 pick from Miami. Um, So the scary thing for them is – if they play their way into the middle of the first round, yes, they have a bunch of position players that they could take a stab at. But by making the decision that Jalen's your guy, and I really like Jalen Hurts, I wish he was in a better situation because it's chaos right now. Um, it's not going to be easy to get the best out of a young player. But, you know, good luck. I think, I, I think he's got the mental fortitude. If he plays you into the middle of the first round in 2022, what year is it? Yep. Um, if he plays you in the middle of the first round, who who are the quarterbacks in that draft class?
2: Well, we don't and know. And know a, know a lot he's of people not your
1: guy after a year, then what do you do? I think that's the the scary, confusing part. And Philly fans are like obsessed with Kyle Pitts. I don't know if you read the internet. <laughs> yes. You can't draft Kyle Pitts anymore. So like, you could be sitting here in a year, um, and you could have a lot of people pretty unhappy with your intentions. Are pretty high in Philly, so it's just a huge year for Howie. a huge year for for that entire organization and how he's done some good things before, 11 picks, you know, and support Jalen. Here's another thing. Rappaport said it. They tried to move up to two. Like, I don't know, like, if you don't believe Ian or not, but, like, that makes sense that they would try to move up to two. Zach Wilson, if you think he's that good, you know, um, you take a stab at him for the the reasons I mentioned. So um, I think they know that your Jets are going to take Zach Wilson, and I think that's why they moved back.
2: Right, and 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 they move back because you know if you're not going to get the quarterback that you want, and you feel that you could get the same value at 12 or similar at six. Uh, I I I do read the internet. I had in the set and when I was talking in the first hour of the show about the pro day, saying it's a bad pro day for Philadelphia because both Jamar Chase and Kyle oh. Pitts are showing out, and I think <laughs> Eagles fans thought they had a shot at either one of those two, maybe uh, even a choice, heaven forbid, for them at six, and now there's no shot on this Philly green earth. Man, thing, that the, Eagles,
1: the Eagles fans are going to hate, like, LSU wide receivers are just trigger That's Eagles That's right, fans. Justin Jefferson. You went <laughs> to Jalen
2: Rieger for me right there. And Chris Long, I know you're savvy enough to understand the way I'm trying to take another uh, crack at this subject matter uh, with this question, so I even front-load
1: it in that regard. Um, oh, no problem, um, you, you pro.
2: No, uh, uh, what sort of quarterback are Colts fans going to get in Carson Wentz?
1: I think, you know what? I really think people are going to be surprised. I I do. Um, But it's just become such a polarizing conversation. You know, like you either got to love Carson or hate him. Like, and that's, he's just become the morning TV topic. He was there for like a solid three, four months. I saw people with veins bulging in their necks that I just didn't even know were there. Like they were so upset about the Carson thing. I was like, of all the topics, this guy must have, did he like kick a puppy in front of you or something like the guy was in a terrible situation and they picked Jalen and that's fine. That's the business. And you know, he wanted out. So I think he's going to be in a market that better suits him from like a microscope, um, you know, standpoint, like it's the market's just a little bit different. He's, he's not like maybe a guy who naturally would love like a big, big city with all that media scrutiny. Um, and he's also going to be on a team where, although they do actually have to shore up their offensive line more than you think he's just going to be in a more a more cohesive situation and frank reich who he's had um... obviously a, a you know a well-covered history with is going to help a lot so i think you're going to get a a middle of the road quarterback which is very good in the nfl at worst i think that if you if you get anywhere near your two thousand seventeen he's going to be in the top ten and that's probably an upgrade even though philip played really well if he's a top ten quarterback,
2: well, and 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 just to finish up the subject matter, the thing I just don't understand is, and the, the things I hear all the time from Michael Irvin on my set, and when Sapp was on the set, and Falk was on the set for NFL Network, is that quarterbacks, you know, when they get the competition, they they don't like it, and they they act in a way that not a single other person on a field defensive player other offensive player, is allowed to act when somebody else is drafted to give them competition or back them up. And so I don't understand why the drafting of Hurts would send him in such a direction. I also direction. think that's really, think that that's really
1: easy for Hall of Famers to say. Okay. So, because they, they're so secure in who they are. Like Dudes in every locker room watch the draft, and dudes are sour when you draft somebody at a position where you're going to share time with them. I've been pissed off that they drafted somebody, you know, I like got my position and I had, and I wasn't the franchise court. The thing about quarterback is if you're out, you're out. Like they don't rotate you. So like, you know, it's funny. I just feel like a lot of times it's like, do we like the guy personally? No, then we I just... give him latitude. I'm not talking about you, Rich. Okay. I'm talking about like just anybody breaking down a player. Well, we like player mobility. We we want players to be on the move and express their displeasure but if it's a guy we don't think has a case, then just shut up. And and that and and that sort of thing, like me with Carson, is listen. Has Carson been perfect there? No. You know, I've said this before. Like Nick Foles is a rare leader. Carson could learn something from him about that. But that's not to say he's not a good leader. You know. Um, but everything's been A or B. It's been Carson or Nick, Carson or Jalen, and you can't have A B conversations then not expect the quarterback to say. Well, if this is an A-B conversation, I don't want to do the joke, but I'm out of here.
2: No, I I hear you. It's just it, it Doug Peterson at times was sticking with A way longer than what I thought, you know, any other coach would. He even said that's at one valid. point, it, it, uh, you know, I he came went to the microphone and said at one point, if I go to Jalen Hurts, I'm telling the, the the team the season's over, and Jalen, when he finally turned to him, damn near saved it.
1: You yeah, know? well, J- Jalen breathed in new life, but you also don't know if he went to Jalen midseason – you know, because the production tailed off a little bit. You just don't know how eight games of that would would have been. And so I think if if for anything, they should have done it earlier so that they had a bigger picture into what they have this year. You know, and I think and I, as much as I support Carson, I've said this a million times before, that benching was warranted. I mean, he played himself into that. But they also assisted him into playing like that a little bit as well. Okay. I mean, that was just – it had been a rough couple years stretch there. And, um, you know, fresh start for him. Um, I'm, I'm sure fans are not as – and I don't blame them because they buy tickets and that sort of thing and they want performance. I'm sure fans are not as patient as a player that's played with, you know, guys. But – I just, you know, I'm rooting for him. So, you know, I think he's a good dude. I think it just became such a character assassination conversation. And anytime somebody asks me about it, I'll just repeat the same thing. I, you know, he's not a bad guy. He could work on some things, leadership and locker room wise, reaching out to every corner of the locker room. You know, I had Malcolm Jenkins on my pot. He said the same thing. Great guy could be more social. He'll work on those things in, in Indy. He's got to work on the football though. That's the thing, Rich. If he's doing what he did in 2017, how much did you hear about his leadership?
2: So I just want to let everyone understand. Um, I invited Chris Long on the on the show. Um, I solicited his thoughts on the Philadelphia yes. Eagles on facts. the show. I want everyone all to facts. understand yep. how this well, all just, just went down. You're going
1: to clickbait me, and I really don't care. <laughs> By the way, we don't. We,
2: now hold on a second. Are you Chris, saying I'm I'm I invited you on for clickbait, or am no, I just taking? No, no, not you. Okay, but this I'm going
1: to be turned into clickbait. Well, you wanted to talk about the Niners too. Sure, if you got a, sec, if you got a second, <laughs> if you
2: got a, you know, Kyle, Kyle going to the Chiefs. You want to hit me on that one? We could do that. Oh, I'm or? pretty
1: excited about that. I'm pretty excited about that. Say. That seems like a, you know, watching him play on Sundays in Chicago. It could be tough. It's going to be a lot easier on the eyes uh, in Kansas City, and that's not. The, it's just like it's tough. I've been on teams that were struggling or 500 or below. He's not going to have that problem anymore.
2: All right, Chris Long. Uh, I appreciate you being on this show. Everybody, check out Greenlight with Chris Long, uh, where all podcasts can be acquired and gotten. It is not moderately good. It is a very good. It's an excellent pod. Hold on, it's one of the best podcasts oh. out there. Keep, mm. going. Just, keep going. Just want to keep on. He. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the Niners?
1: I mean, sure. <laughs>
2: What do you think's going on in that locker room as they're about to draft the third overall pick, rookie quarterback, and they went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G two years ago? What do you think's going on there, Chris?
1: Well, I think it just teaches us not to listen to GMs and coaches in, like, February or whenever we were like, oh, Jimmy used their guy. You know, like, and everybody was like, oh, well, they said it. I, if I hear another person... On, uh, I don't hear it. If you read the Internet and you see another person talking about, like, well, this coach or this GM said that, like, GMs and coaches don't tell you, the public, anything, dude. <laughs> so, like, so I, re- I really think maybe we should just wait until they try. It's like when Jeffrey Lurie said, you know, Jalen Hurst is our guy, and then you read that they're moving up or trying to move up, yeah. you know. Um, and that's the thing about the NFL, which is tough business, and it sucks for Jimmy because the timing is going to be probably that they, they get the guy they want. They, they, they live happily ever after. Jimmy's got a no-trade clause, right? So it could be probably like Denver or New England. Denver, I don't think he's enough to get Denver over the hump in that division. I mean, that respectfully to Denver and to Jimmy, but I think New England's the chalky answer, and I think that's what ends up happening. And I would, I would venture to guess, like, everybody's okay with that because you're going to have a young, exciting prospect, and you know what your ceiling is with Jimmy. You like Jimmy, but you know what the ceiling is. So
2: what happens with Cam? if Jimmy goes to New England and you say the chalk happens? You Well,
1: is, who, you, you bought done? Cam at such a – I mean, like, it was funny. The first day, everybody was like, oh, $15 million for the year he had last year. Like, look at the contract. It's like 5 or $6 million for the most part. Um, it's, it's heavily incentive-laden. And you look at, you know, Jimmy, who's got a, an issue with durability, and Cam, I don't blame him. He's played, like – a linebacker for 11 years who also plays quarterback, you just don't know. So you got two guys with durability issues. You could probably have them at a lower price. And Cam, at worst, is a great guy you can throw into packages. Like Cam, I would rather play Taysom Hill than than i than Cam Newton in a package like that. I hear you. I hear you. And you know but, what I'm saying. So I think they'd have good options there. Okay. By
2: the way, as we say goodbye to Chris Long, the uh, reason why he brings up the want to talk about the Niners is I texted him yesterday the things I wanted to talk to him about. It's this very subject, so I appreciate you circling back and bring that up. And the last <laughs> one too. The last one too is how you know the Bucks bringing back all of their players yeah, from the tw- Super Bowl, all, all twenty two starters, and how Brady probably you know uh, went ahead and recruited a lot of them to come back, just like. I'm sure he did for Chris Long. And what was this your response? What was your response to
1: that? The funniest thing is you, you're trying to you were trying to make it like personal to me. You're like, Yo, oh, that's the thing I could talk about. You yeah, were like, uh, you know, like the Bucks brought back all their players. Did you see the news? Like, probably a lot like Brady recruited you uh, when you left New England. Yeah. I said, actually, you're not going to believe this, but I I had decided to leave like right after the Super Bowl, and so he just knew he wasn't getting me back. That's why he didn't recruit me. But it's funny that Bruce Arians came out and said the camp is going to be, like, the hardest in the history of training camps after he got everybody signed back. <laughs> Slick.
2: You're the man, Chris. Thanks All for I the agree. time. I love our chats. Best to your whole family. Please send my Take best do right back at you. That is Chris, Chris Long. Long. Yeah. Oh, best. my gosh. Every word <laughs> when we chat with him. I love talking to him. So smart. So funny. Gosh the funniest let's take a break i mean that was like a podcast in its own right right there right right there when we come back the sneaky good 17th games that'll be on the 2021 schedule now that that's been created coming up that's great let's talk o'reilly auto parts people or as you might know from their jingle o o o O o'reilly auto parts they're in the business of keeping your car on the road On the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back
2: here on the Rich Eisen Show teaching uh, Mike Del Tufo how to say, what's the name of the team that might win the NCAA tournament?
0: Zaga. Hey. Hey.
2: And what's the name of the state that's just to Nevada. the east of us? No, it's Nevada. Nevada. Nevada, Nevada. <laughs> Nevada Gonzaga.
3: You know, you've known me long enough. And I it's can't not speak.
2: Oregon it's either. It's Oregon. 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 Uh, Oregon's easy. That's, I got that, oh, it's easy. Oh, that. Oh, that locked in. Oh, it's, he's locked in. The <laughs> Ask too. him in 10 Ask minutes. What. Oh, my God. How great is Chris Long, <laughs> man? Let's go to uh, let's go to a couple phone calls here. Aaron in Washington State, you're here on the Rich Eisen show. What's up, Aaron? Hey, Rich. Uh, What's
1: up? I've been having a good idea about. Sorry, my voice a little shot. It's okay. Uh,
2: Why? Because you're you're, you're rooting sky. you're rooting for Gonzaga. Is that what it is?
1: <laughs> I am. I went to UW, but I moved out to the middle of the state okay. the mountains a couple so, years ago, there so okay. I'm kind of adopted them, of okay, course. Very good. Anyway, my idea. Is uh, the sky judge? That seems like a lot of pressure on one person. Yes. To uh, be that. So my idea was to put, you know, their each team has a representative in the booth with them, and so it's sort of like a call your own foul. Oh, <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> By the
2: way, what you You root for the Seahawks? Oh yeah. Okay. Would you want a Patriot representative in the booth against the Seahawks? <laughs> let's just go straight. Well, no. Let's go straight to the heart of the matter. Of
1: Steelers. course not. Steelers. <laughs> Please come on. Right. Well, if, the, the, pa- say, if right. the Patriots are playing the Seahawks, each team has one rep in there. And
2: what is it's, so so the it's it's Sky Judge Judy? Is that what you're trying to say? And we we make a content where let's take a timeout. And have like a little people's court up there and see what they're and see <laughs> what do, what do you say about that? Kinda.
1: Okay, oh I'm gosh. glad we're going. We're spitballing now. <laughs> um,
2: Fantastic. And then and thank you for the call. And then you got Rusty the bailiff and everything and Doug Llewellyn. Well, I don't know if that'll happen.
0: Rusted hey, look,
2: here's the deal. He is right. Here's one thing in which our friend from uh, Washington State is, is correct on. It is too much for one person to do. And much yeah. and yes. my prayer's point of view is get an actual officiating professional. Because, you know, replay uh, officials are sometimes just, you know, writers in the area, people who are in the area. Like, you know, who aren't like trained officials in the game. Like they know the rule book yeah. and they understand is that, you know, they understand that. Okay, I'm being asked, is there a foot in, is there a foot out? Like, the Sky Judge should be an actual trained professional official whose just job is to be Sky Judge. And also, he said, rotating in, hey, the back judge is now the Sky Sky Judge this week, and the Sky Judge is now the back judge. And keep people going, and that's part of the crew, and that will help. And the only reason why the NFL does not do that is because you have some people who don't want it at all. And some people will say, let's just give this a try and see how it works. And he says it's that. called a he called it a band-aid. It's otherwise a half measure. And the reason why the AAF did it to success yeah. in the way that you saw was personally, was because you you actually did the sound for that, that you didn't yes. get paid for. And I so, got paid. For OK, very good. And so put it all together put it all together and that was a new a, a new organ a new league that didn't have old guard people this is yeah. the way it should be and didn't have old guard people or, or new guard people like you know I, you know I, I I hear my old guard friends let's just do it by half right now they're like screw it it's all new and what does it matter let's give it a try the NFL just needs a little bit of that, what does it matter let's give it a try except for the fact it matters a lot to a lot of people certainly there's a lot of people who would have an issue with somebody from a team being in there because They went ahead and they just, uh, from what I'm understanding, what I understand, some people who watch the games don't have just a rooting interest for the players and the teams because they have a certain affinity for the team. They do have a certain affinity for uh, a, a green piece of paper with a dead president on it that they have put on the line with some form of an organization, legal or not. I'm told that this is what's happening.
3: Maybe not even a green piece of paper, Rich. It could be a coin of some bit. An
2: NFT is on the (laughs)
3: line. Thank you, Chris.
2: (laughs) Okay, let's talk about this 17-game schedule from the point of view of, uh, you know, I understand there's a lot of player health and safety stuff that a lot of fans, uh, that players are rightfully concerned about. And then there's what Chris Long also said as a former player and also a fan. Like, hey, the rule, the, 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 Um, the record book is going to be an issue. And last hour, and if you're watching this on uh, social media, on our YouTube feed or our Twitter feed later on, go check out that video where I went ahead and figured out the 17-game, the best 17-game stretch under a handful of uh, big records that now are the benchmark for a single-season record. It's the best 17-game stretch. Look that up later. I'm just talking about right now the games That you, the fan, will be fired up to actually see now that a 17th game has been added. And we already know what the games are because the AFC team is going to host an NFC team from a designated conference specific to a designated conference in the AFC. The East is playing the East and the Central and the – they're keeping it simple. North is playing the North and the West are playing the West – pardon me, the West is playing the North all right i screwed that up but the bottom line (laughs) is there are designated conferences there are designated conferences playing designated conferences all right so the reason why i'm excited isn't because of just the games that everybody's talking about right now like chiefs are playing the packers cowboys are playing the patriots which i will be thrilled to remind my moron number one and moron number two here who i say respectfully (laughs) and love love you guys I can't wait to tell my Patriot and Cowboy fan that week. Don't forget, the reason why you're playing each other is it's a third place game. So I can have a cream soda? Because the AFC East <laughs> is playing the NFC East. And who finished in third in the AFC East last year? New England. Who finished in third in the NFC East last year? Dallas. Just want to remind everybody about that. Okay, well. But know. here are some four sneaky good games that are on the schedule that I'm looking drop, forward Rich. to. Oh, you do? Go oh, for yes. it, please. Here's Chris Brockman with Rich Eisen. Oh my games. God, he just blew it. Very I just good. Screwed wow. I just screwed
1: it
0: wow. wow. I just screwed up. Wow.
2: Now play the music.
0: He hit me was- in the break too with like, watch
2: what I'm gonna do. Oh.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, If that one up. Sorry.
2: Rewind. Can you one more Here time? Here are four games that nobody's talking about right now that were created by cool. the 17th game's existence. <laughs> How about this one, folks? How about the Arizona Cardinals at the Cleveland Browns? How about the 2018 first overall pick welcoming in the 2019 overall pick? How about these two guys from the University of Oklahoma taking on each other? How about the center of the country being all fired up to see Baker in Cleveland take on Kyler Murray in Arizona. This could be first place versus first place in the AFC North versus the NFC West. How about that game?
0: Wait, are all these games going to be Week 17 or Week 18?
2: I I have no idea when they're Ooh. going to be played. Uh, they'll they'll just be mixed in, okay. just like everything else. I don't think the Week 17 games are specifically going to be Week 17. I okay, think this that's, is going to be spread okay, out. That's where I was yeah. confused. I don't it, know. It's a great man, question, yeah. but I think it's just going to be mixed in. I love it. All right. That's one of them. I like that one. Let's talk about a little bit of, put it up on the screen here, Don. Let's talk a little bit about some revenge. How about Khalil Mack going back to the Raiders? Oh, baby. How about Bears and Raiders in Las Vegas, Nevada? How about Khalil Mack showing John Gruden what's up? (laughs) How about that? I can't wait in Bears versus Raiders. Two old school teams going at it. And uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. That one's a a one that I think would be of significant interest to a whole bunch of people, right? Here's another one. Tom Brady going back to a place that he has been many, many times. Indianapolis. Indiana. Bucks and Colts just got added to this game how about all of that how about frank reich with the quarterback that might have played in the actual super bowl against brady in new england in indianapolis where brady's patriots had so many great moments and lost and also lost some moments yeah. and lost the super bowl oh, in that building wow. and also wait for it this will be discussed the two quarterbacks facing each other one of them a wide receiver gave his number up for, and the other <laughs> oh, one man. didn't. Well, still Who will to have a bigger game, Godwin <laughs> or Pittman? Will the Jersey karma be working for Godwin on that day? What will Pittman do in that game as it's 12 versus 2? Wentz looks really weird in that 2 yeah, jersey, man. Weird. How about that one? I like that. And this one, nobody's talking about Nobody's talking about it. But I'll talk about it. Ryan Fitzpatrick (laughs) going back to Buffalo as a member of the Washington football team. And I know Taylor Heineke thinks he's got a shot at the job. Well, he should. But this is Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's his job. He's not going to give it up lightly. He might have it taken away from him, but he's going to get it back. That's the way it goes. And Ryan Fitzpatrick going into Western New York with the Washington football team in that defense against Josh Allen and the Bills. Can you imagine this is late in the season and the Bills think that they've got a great season going on or there there is a dogfight, if you will, in the AFC East. And who comes in? Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Washington football team at
0: the Buffalo Bills. I am loving this. Fight. Well, I was gonna say this game better be in the first like five weeks because we know yeah. Fitzmagic will be playing lights out there. That's also if it's after week ten. 500
3: yards, yeah, yeah, if it's week ten, it won't be Fitzpatrick starting. That's no, pretty right.
2: much it. might be
0: in there. Yeah, later. No, in the no, don't sleep
2: on the narrative that I have portrayed out there that Washington is set, as you know, to make a deep run because of their uh, uh, because of their defense. They've already added Samuel to this offense. They're going to get better at it. They're going to get better with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And don't sleep on Fitzpatrick having his moment in 2021 and going on a deep run to cause Chris Brockman to say with a straight face <laughs> and legitimately that Ryan Fitzpatrick is Hall of Fame worthy.
0: I hope they go zero and sixteen. Or They're 17. not gonna, because
2: I know you're a Dallas fan.
3: zero and
0: seventeen. What Let's if FitzMagic threatens this new Peyton Manning oh, passing yard mark?
3: <laughs> stop it! I will
0: say this right here and right now. Oh, please don't. If Ryan Fitzpatrick throws for six thousand yards, bypass oh, the five-year waiting period. I just don't know. Put him in.
2: I don't know if any Ron Rivera, you know. Uh, I mean, the, the the best Ron Rivera offense was Cam winning the MVP. I just I know. don't know. They, you, they they play things a little closer to the vest, but. Those are my sneaky good games. I like that. I love them. 17th games that nobody's talking about right now. And night you know, a little something to Mike Del Tufo for the effort. Yeah, for Mikey. thinking I'm gonna play He was thinking I talked thinking. to Don Bowie before the show. I'm like, Don, let's play the sneaky good games um look, you know, yeah, jingle yeah, was... and he goes, he goes Well, Chris Brockman's name's on the front of it, so let's not do it. Right. And then Del Tufo <laughs> decided to go Omaha yeah. and go Rogue and all of that during the commercial breaks <laughs> and watch over what it. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna talk and over then it. you didn't rehearse <laughs> it, right? You didn't rehearse <laughs> no, it. You're no, like, no, You're no. gonna nail it the first time. <laughs> I mean, does that anything there? He did not. He did not. Like, did you think sneaky bad Del Tufo? <laughs> I mean, right there. I oh.
3: admit too, Rich. When the Tampa Bay Colts game popped up, my first instinct was like, oh, who cares?" But after oh, you, after you, g- after you gave it to me, I was like, at "The end of that." I was like, "Okay, bet." I'm, oh, I'm down with this game. He's back
2: in the Lucas Oil, where he's got all this history, and you know, Patriot fans like to point out the AFC South banners, and yep. the Colts fans like oh, yeah. to point out. <laughs> You know, they
0: once went to the Super Bowl, through the Patriots hey, in that building. And, they come back. Hey, come on now, right? I have a thought for after the break, too, about these 17. Uh, 17
2: All right. Years. And then also, uh, there is some hand news that I think we need to hit going out the You're not door. not wrong about that. All right. That's how we're rolling here on The Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Back with more. This
0: is the Rich
2: Eisen Show. Here on the Rich Eisen Show, for our radio audience, we just showed Dion Sanders at the Super Bowl uh, between the Eagles and the Patriots. Again, it's still just three years ago. That's it. Wow. It was three years last month where he tried to get me to uh, go, you know, get in the hair back. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be... I'm not going to lie to you. Well, uh, I, I think about it every now and then.
0: Well, you have an open window now, friend.
2: No, I, I and, and, and to me... Uh, the news that Michael Strahan has gotten rid of the gap in his teeth, that he shocked everybody that he got rid of one of the most distinctive features of his entire brand and persona and knowing him. It's just weird seeing it on the screen. I did it, hashtag goodbye gap, and then he put out a video of – of him going through the process of removing the gap from his teeth, and the video that we're showing on the screen right now kind of undercuts TJ. What you're thinking over there? Um, you're thinking this is what? That this is well, not what, real. That- what day's tomorrow, people?
3: It April, is April first. April first. Tomorrow. I mean, Tomorrow's April Fool's Day. I don't know. It just just seems goes, like it um, would be a perfect April Fool's day in the
2: morning that he would that he would go It'd be brilliant spend the le- you know pop it out there 2 days before April Fools mm-hmm. go through you know this whole business of him walking the streets of New York with his new grill and going to all these doctor's appointments and shooting the video and that's well, that could, all just an elaborate yeah. by the way on Good morning, America. Tomorrow yeah. just removing Moves the it, fake teeth yeah, and just I, saying, I would never I do would it. Never he, do
3: it just seems weird that he would choose to get rid of something that's become kind of his brand, his I don't trademark know, but, mark kind of iconic. In the same
2: way that we just showed Deion Sanders saying he didn't want to be bald anymore or whatever. And so mm. I, 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 I'll i just say this. Um, to all those out there who have you know a gap in their teeth – and looked at Strahan as like, you're one of us. Now you know how Brockman and I feel when somebody goes from no hair to having hair. Brian Erlacher. <laughs> 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 leaving us behind.
0: Ooh, something in my throat. <laughs> when Erlacher
2: stepped to his bald bust at the Pro Football Hall of Fame with his new head of hair... It was, it was a, yeah. a sad day for a lot of us, you it know, really and stung, it was his man. finest day of his life, you know, outside of, I'm sure, other personal moments for him. But for all of us in the Bald Brotherhood, we were we were left behind. You were a little upset by that, too. So, you know, to everyone out there with a gap tooth, and I am also talking to Elton John <laughs> and Anthony Anderson, Eddie Murphy technically is in technically, this. Technically, yeah. yeah. Lauren Hutton
0: very famous
2: i mean she's one of the you know top models of of our time yeah right L- letterman you know i say you know i i i I, I feel you
0: yeah Madonna. Hey, Madonna. i
2: feel i feel i feeling you I'm feeling you that um it's not a lot of fun i can't believe that straight hand. that looks so, it's so different it's weird weird
0: <laughs> it's jarring so I'm you sure think we'll tomorrow, you, yeah, Good I, I, Morning
2: America, yeah. everyone's around? Maybe, I mean, and and all of a sudden
0: it's like it out.
3: and it out, it out to normal? Is yep. someone who used to be a producer on a fairly popular prank hidden camera prank show? Why does he keep on uh, talking about uh, Ashton Kutcher and Punked in in like? I didn't even mention him. D- I just mentioned dude, this was about just me. Just talk about it.
2: No, it had nothing to do with it. Well, people no. might not know what you're talking
3: about. Well, I could have got to it, but then you jumped oh, in. Like, with the ashes that. I'm just saying, are you to Set look, up, Rich. You know? Set up. My bad. Say, yeah, thank you. He's always talking about teasing, right? No, stop. Well, we only so have a couple minutes it, left. It could so be. No <laughs> maybe, maybe he did want to get rid of it, but I just feel like it would be a great time to pull a, an elaborate ruse, as they It'd say, be classic on him. And Strahan is that type of guy. I'm with Tino. Oh, he is. Oh, no, man. Yeah, he would be – this would be the most Strayhand thing to do. And Glade, they would roast him on the show. It would be so funny. Because if I got you all.
2: If he didn't, it looks great, if he didn't, by the way. Is Glade going to show it with hair now? Oh, oh my God. Is Glade going to leave us behind? Because, I mean, you know, he's tight with Earl Acker and Stray. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I mean – Yep.
0: Or he just does it, and it's weird at first, and then people just kind of move on. Well, that's
2: what Dion told me. Yeah. That if I go ahead and do it, it would be jarring, for, jarring a f- at first. for a while. Sort of like a 17 game season. After a while, people forget about the
0: 16 game season, and that's what my point, Rich. Remember last year when they expanded the playoffs, and were like, "Oh man, I like the way it was 16." Yeah. Yeah. I know. Now you don't remember. And now seven teams are like, "Yeah, 17 is better." We and love it. My so hair's like the, the yeah. expanded playoffs. Yeah. My, right. my uh, expanded Your hair. Is hair like expanded kind of playoffs. like the enhanced, 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 enhanced yes season.
3: Enhanced,
0: enhanced hair. structure. Enhanced structure. structure. Enhanced, yeah, yeah, I was structure. Structure. Right. I so, mean, an, yeah. so, I can enhance it's, my
2: head structure. Yeah. Head structure. Enhanced head yeah. structure. <laughs> I could really call it. I go for an enhanced yeah. head structure. we will be angry
0: and, and <laughs> upset about it at first because so we're st- traditionalists. Right. But then, yeah. yeah, yeah straight okay. hands going with an enhanced tooth structure. structure. Yeah. Yep. Mouth structure. Like the whole thing. Enhanced mouth good. structure. The whole thing is. Different. It's a
2: total rebranding. Oh my! Total. So you think going so you oh. come on the air on Thursday,
3: I'm just and it's saying, like, saying, wow, Stray got us. That gap, Michael Strahan, that's the most famous gap in the world at
2: this point. So there you go. Well, Elton John would beg to differ, but I understand. Uh, good point. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. But uh, Stray's pretty big. All right. Well, tune in tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we'll find out. <laughs> we'll see you on the radio on uh, Thursday back on Peacock in a second.